0: Welcome back to Surus Podcast. The previous episode we concluded the Sikhhand Prasang, the stories of the Six. Basically, the question and answer the Six had with Guru Harguman while the Guru was residing in Amritsar. Chapter 47 now begins describing how during the time of Guru Arjan Dev Ji, the Guru had sent a Sikh to Kashmir. His name was Madodas Sodhi. He greatly shed light on Sikhi for the people of that area. Those who would come to Madodas with whatever desire they had, they would have it fulfilled, and their faith in the Guru would greatly be enshrined in their heart. They would drink the Jadan Amrit from his feet, this is a form of initiation, and would understand the great glory the importance of Guru Sikhi, the teachings of the Guru within their heart. The Sikhs in Kashmir with Madhuda Sordhi would recite Gurbani, would distribute Prashad in great love for the Guru, and would have all their sins burned away. The Sikhs would keep company with each other, listening to kirtan and they would be in such peace. They would all get together and collect donations together for the Guru's house, and all would donate with such humility and faith. In that area of Kashmir, Sikhi spread so vastly. Everyone was remembering the divine name, Satana. The people of Kashmir firstly got what they desired if they requested anything from the community. Secondly, they saw that this path was easy and accessible to all. And thirdly, they realized that this path would be beneficial to them both in this world and the next. So they all understood Gurmat, the Guru's teachings, to be the best of all. Everyone there, including all the Brahmins, accepted Gurmat as their path. They gave the one, their one-tenth of their earnings for the Guru's Sangat. Thousands of households became Sikh, and even while alive, they were like Devdas. One Brahmin Sikh named Seva Das, he had such great faith in the Guru and in Sikhi. He would oftentimes make great amounts of prashad for the community, getting the Sangat, the community together to distribute this prashad amongst them. They would all listen and recite Gurbani, Shabad Girtan, with great love. Seva Das would join in as well. When his mother would look upon him, she would have such great love for him. Whenever the true congregation, the satsangat, would get together, she would quickly go there. She would listen to the praise of the Guru properly and carefully, that the Guru would only have one love in his heart, and that is for their Sikhs. The Guru does not care for wealth or anything of that sort, like reputation or praise. That doesn't make the Guru happy at all. But what does make the Guru pleased is faith and love. The Guru understands the love of his Sikhs that they have in their heart. So she would ask her son, Sevadas, many times, Sevadas, what is Guru Hargobind like? How will we receive their darshan, their divine sight? They live so far away. Does the Guru know of our love for him or not? Without the Guru's darshan, divine sight, I will not be satisfied, I will not be fulfilled. When I do meet the Guru, then all my doubts will be squashed. Guru Hargaban, who is the master of the three worlds, whose nature is to be forever with their servants, like the Bhagats Namdev and Kabir, the true treasure trove of virtue, the divine stayed with them always, like how the divine turned the mandar to face Namdev. How can we count and list all the qualities of the divine? But the divine wanders around, fulfilling the tasks and the desires of his devotees. Guru Hargobind is the Avtar, the incarnation of the divine. Who is there to fulfill and complete the tasks of his six? The exalted Guru Nanak and the following gurus, understanding the love their devotees had for them, the Gurus went out to see their devotees. There is evidence, proof of this everywhere. Even when Guru Nanak went to Sangaldip, out to the islands outside of India, Guru Nanak saw the love the king had for him and the Guru went to transform him into a blissful state. I am contemplating on this virtue of the Guru, for the Guru's Darshan, Divine Sight, I have this great love and thirst in my heart. Sevadas heard his mother's words and said, if you're fortunate, if you are blessed, the Guru will recognize your great love in your heart and will come here to give you darshan. So the mother heard this and had enshrined this love for the Guru in her heart so the Guru would come and visit. She would think in this way of the virtues of the Guru. The great poet Santok Singh says, how else can I narrate more on this? day by day she would contemplate different virtues of the guru with great love enshrined in her heart to receive the guru's divine sight she then started working on this new task she acquired some really exquisite and rare cotton fabric with her own hand she would remove all the fiber from the cotton carefully going through the material cleaning it up while doing this she would sing the praises of guru Hargobind. And then she made very fine strands of this cotton. She would twist these strands, then heading to the spinning wheel to make threads. With great love, she would spin the spinning wheel and day by day she would do this with the desire of seeing Guru Harguman. She would say, oh Guru Harguman, I am so old. I don't have the strength to travel down to see you. The journey is very long and hard through the mountains, the elevation and the dips, it looks so difficult. I cannot come to Amritsar, so please come here. I am making this clothing for you. I am without any strength. Oh Master, how can I travel to see you? You know all this very well. You know the thoughts within everyone's minds. You pervade everywhere. You fulfill the desires of your servants. You arrive there very quickly when seeing your devotee's love. All the great texts, the Shastras, the Vedas, the scriptures, they all speak in great length how this is your nature. So in this way she would think and remember Guru Hargavan while making this clothing for the Guru she would make this cotton wool with the spinning wheel and then she went to a Jalaha's house somebody who makes clothing and she gave them this fabric she gave a great amount of money as well to get this task done she approached them very sweetly speaking with them saying I really want this fabric to come out extremely extremely soft if you make it really well will be such a great deed. She said this to them many times and she was extremely nice to them hoping that they would just perform this task uh, greatly. So she went home and she made a spot there in the house. She picked a spot, she cleaned it up, she readied it for the Guru. She thought greatly of Guru Harguman being there in this house at that spot. She lit a clarified butter lamp and she sprinkled sandalwood incense all over that area as well. And in that area of the house, she put a really nice seat. This, seat uh, this chair was recently made, very skillfully. She placed on it an extremely beautiful cloth, which had flower patterns um, embroidered on it. And she, in the same way as if Hargub, Guru Harguman was seated there, would bow down to that chair. Day by day, the love she had for the Guru grew in her heart. She would stand in front of that chair, with great love, twice a day she would do this. Standing in front of the chair, she was praying, oh son of Guru Dev ji, Guru Hargoban, please fulfill my desire. I only have faith in your lotus-like feet. I am just dirty. I am wearing the form, the cloth of a woman. I have taken your name as my support. So here, um, Buddy, this woman is a Brahmin, and this could be just her outlook and her extreme level of humility as well when she's saying this so bhagvari would together with her son twice a day pray in front of this seat taking the name of guru Harguman, requesting the guru to visit so bhagvari got the shawl ready the cloth ready placed it on that chair with great desire that guru Harguman would come to her city but how would they come here they have such a large army with them There are some difficult routes and paths along the way through the mountains and so far from Amritsar. The exalted Guru Nanak travels so greatly, but the other Gurus have stayed in their respective areas. They haven't really traveled further out. The congregations of the further areas would go and visit them. It's so difficult for the Guru to come here to this area, she's thinking. But if they do, with their entire army, they would purify this entire area of Kashmir. With such great love, She's thinking, I've made this shawl, I've made this fabric for the Guru. Or perhaps I should have sent this clothing to the Guru. Her son, Sevadas, tried to explain to her, saying, just give up this desire you have already and send it to Amritsar. Many people have explained to me that how can the Guru come here? It's so difficult. It was only Guru Nanak who traveled. But now this Guru is glorified so grandly with a large army. Just contemplate and meditate on the name of the Guru like they are present here already. and You'll obtain that that same fruit from doing that." Bhagwati heard her son's words and the tears of the most supreme love fell from her eyes. She said, Listen son, my entire life has passed me by. I have such great desire to receive the Guru's divine sight. I have this desire that it happens before I die. Day and night I've adorned this thought in my mind. The Divine is the knower of all, pervading through the entire universe in every spot, with all the powers close at hand, destroying all one's pains. There really is no way of them coming here. It would be difficult. And while there is no way for them to come here with such a large army for the Divine, there's not any place in the world where the Divine cannot go. By running this faulty logic doubt of yours that you have in your mind, faith will not reside anywhere steadily in your heart. When they look and see my powerless state, they will act on their reputation of protector of the meek. They'll arrive here just in one moment, and with my own hands, I'll place this shawl I've made on their body. There was this devotee of the divine, Hari. Her name was Bilini. She was also called Shabri. She was so eagerly awaiting for the divine. She was collecting berries, thinking that She'll give all these nice berries to the Divine. This is what it has said. This is what has been said in the shastras in the scripture. So this is a story that Bhagavad is saying that comes from the Ramayana, where this woman, after collecting the berries, would taste them to see if they were worthy for Ramchandra. The ones that she tasted that she thought were sweet, she kept them for Ram. The sour ones she threw away. So eventually, Ram comes to visit her recognizing the great love she had for Ram and uh, he starts eating these berries his brother Lakshmana wasn't too happy about that raised a concern related to the purity of the food to which Ram said something to the effect of it tastes delicious due to the love she had in her heart so Bhakti continues saying I am awaiting Guru Hargoban in the same manner in my heart I have the greatest desire to receive the Guru's divine sight They'll come here right away to meet me. I have this faith. My entire life I've not let go of this desire. Even if I die, they will come here to visit me. I'll never leave this faith I have for this. So this is how chapter 47 concludes. And then the next chapter we'll hear how Guru Hargwan mounts up to fulfill this desire of their devotee heading up to Kashmir. So that's where we're gonna pick up next time. But as always I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the manohar jarn patreon page jarke <laughs> Not- oh.